Hi everyone, this is Cece. And this is Claire. And welcome back to our afternoon edition of our podcast, Sundition. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Wendy, and she is on call with us right now. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Wendy. I am uh, currently a grad student, but I have worked in the environmental consultancy for seven years uh, prior to that. Okay, great. Uh, so how did you get into that field of environmental consulting? Um, well, it, my first um, environmental science class was actually at uh, Lowell High School in San Francisco. Um, I took a, um, AP Environmental Science because I thought it was an interesting topic, but um, I didn't decide to get into the environmental science field until much later when I was a student at uh, UC San Diego. Okay, so um, I guess you majored in environmental systems. So what did you do during college that solidified your path in the environment? Well, it started at uh, my internship um, on my last year at UCSD. I was an intern for the San Diego River Park Foundation. Uh, their main goal is to uh, protect the San Diego River. Um, along with that, they um, created uh, trails along the San Diego River for other San Diego residents to enjoy. So their mission was to clean up the rivers and also um, build a public park along the rivers for residents. Um, so how come you decided to get into water management as like um, a career? did you exactly do in those roles, like, before you... Uh, we were the consultant, the environmental consultant site. Um, before any construction project can begin, uh, we were the ones who showed up uh, on the site and um, basically collected as much environmental data as we could on the site. So that would entail sampling for soil, water, or... Um, and or air. So sometimes we do a combination of soil and water or soil and air or and also uh, soil vapor samples. I and then whenever we would find anything that were above screening levels that are set by the environmental protection agency or the water board, that would indicate that there is some contamination going on and we would have to manage that. Um, in the example of soil, we would be um, either uh, we would be either leaving it in place if the levels are uh, if we would we would leave it in place if um, we found a way where there would be no contact um, with the hazardous soil and um, any of the future occupants of the building, or we would. Um, actually just remove all the hazardous soil that we found um, during construction. So my role was to uh, check in at these construction sites to make sure the construction work was there 
are properly managing the hazardous soil that is on site. Mm-hmm. So remember you told us and you decided to um quit your job and then decide to pursue higher education, getting your master's degree. Um, why did you decide to go back to school then? I felt like I would need um, higher certification to, of course, it's nice to get paid more. <laughs> That's along with the higher degree. That's always important. But, um, but also to gain the knowledge that I didn't feel like I didn't really have when I wanted to get into um, more, more than just waterfall. Because I learned that hands-on, I had like hands-on experience and I learned a little bit of it at my old job, but I really wanted to get into like the nitty-gritty of it and learn about um, water resources management from um, industry professionals because the program at USF, they actually have people who have worked in the field um, and worked as a professional in that in those careers um, to teach you. So I, I thought that was great. That's why I decided to um, get my graduate degree. Very cool. <laughs> Other than, I guess, the um, getting higher wages and changing majors, but other than, like, is there anything else that your educate getting a higher education signifies for you? Like, what else would you hope to, I guess, particularly I like, do? Um, getting after? a higher education definitely opens you up to, like, Open your eyes to more fields that you could be in because maybe you might not like have found like oh there's this job opening at uh, this place that I thought to uh, that I didn't think to work at but they do have a position that's related to what I want to do so there's a lot of resources that you could use from um, from uh, from school that I otherwise would not have known um, asking maybe like the my colleagues that ask my previous job would have known about because they're all eventually when you hurt I mean it's the same everywhere but eventually it's what you get more more specialized so you might not know about other opportunities that are outside of like the company that you worked at I think going to school was a good way to um, find out what's out there too I see I see um well that's pretty interesting um, I feel that people often link or conflate um, environmental science with environmental justice, and I guess we shouldn't say that those two aren't related, but what do you think are, like, the ethics of working in the environmental management and science field? Uh, they definitely, those two are related, because I feel like a lot of, a lot of us, we can afford to care for the environment. Like, oh yeah, we can uh, get this water fixture in our um, in our bathroom that saves us water, but not everyone has access to or have access to the income to buy a water fixture that would save them money in the long run or on a water bill. So those two are definitely related. Um, environmental justice and environmental science. Um, I think a lot of a lot of the environmental jobs that are out there they are also public jobs, so you can apply, I mean, if you care, if you do have, like, a passion for environmental justice, you can also apply for um, jobs that are in uh, government positions where you don't, you're not just um, tied to whatever developer can pay you 
money to care about the environment, that you could, you would be able to, you would be serving public, the public, hmm. which I feel like is, is important too. Yeah, I think there's, in almost any field, there's always, like, um, the public and private sector, especially in terms of things that have to do with um, society, like, even anything like lawyer, right? (laughs) Um, But it seems to be, like, growing at my age. um, In general, right, I feel like society's, becoming more environmentally aware is there is that something that's reflective upon the like I guess the landscape of jobs in the environmental science field I think in terms of California environmental related jobs are always there Uh, I haven't actually done any of my job search outside of California but in California there are a lot of jobs um, I have been just focused on looking at more um, resources-related jobs, mm-hmm. but I think um, the important thing, if you're kind of like thinking about um, getting into the environmental field, it's good to find out oh, what exactly you're interested in, because um, environmental science is such a broad subject. Um, it's good for the both Okay. But it's helpful um, to just think about it and maybe seek out opportunities that are related to um, what environmental sub environmental science subfields you want to get into. Mm-hmm, I see, I see. So, um, based off of your perspective as an environmentalist, um, what do you think about like the future of environmental science, how do you think it would grow? Like, well, I guess, like, what is the future of um, environmental science in terms of like, I guess, working or field the field of environmental science and management? I think first um, you have to well, first you have to look at what natural resources we're using up the most the quickest. So um, back in um, I think 2014 to um, 2017 when we had the drought, that was the focus was on water because there wasn't enough of it and um, we and California population is just growing every year. It's there because of the drought, I feel like um, the focus would be on uh, water resources and um, specifically water conservation because there are there needs to be uh, new ways to um, protect and prolong the source of water that we do have now because once you run out of water there's really no substitute for water um, so I think well, maybe I might be biased, but <laughs> I feel like it would be the focus would be on water management in the future. I see. Is there? I guess um, this is personally, but other than <laughs> you know how we talk. Uh, I mean, like during the drought, they told us to uh, shower less. Um, oh, not shower less, but like sh- uh, 
take shorter showers. For a shorter period of time. Yeah. <laughs> and then just <laughs> use less water in general. But is there, I guess from a personal standpoint, are there other things that we can do as just ordinary citizens to conserve water? Um, showers is definitely an important one. Um, back in the drought, there was one thing that I did, which was, like, save any water that I used. Mm-hmm. I use that to flush the toilet. For number one, but not for number two, because, yeah. <laughs> Much harder to get out with, uh, just pour water into the toilet, but that, I feel like that helps a lot. Um... Nowadays, I have a garden, so we save some of our uh, water that we use to wash the vegetables. We use that to water the garden. Yeah, I remember <laughs> doing that. Thing. Especially if you have, like, a big garden. Um, another thing, the highest um, highest use of water in San Francisco is actually watering landscape. Hmm. So that's why when uh, during the drought, when... Um, when everyone was told to conserve water. That's why um, the grasses, the grass lawns that were outside were not watered as much. Um, that was to save water as well. I remember that. Our lawn, our front lawn and back lawn were very, like, dry. Yeah, like, brown is the new green. I think that was, like, what the, the slogan FFPC used mm-hmm. for, for um, watering your own lawn less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They take up so much water. It's, like, unreal. Yeah, it is. Um, I've seen, um, there are, well, SFPUC is able to uh, grasp all of this information. Actually, it just takes class, a water quality class from, um, what's the, uh, one of the directors of SFPUC. I think he's the next director. Um. But um, he was he was very knowledgeable because he was able to show us um, five shows of grass that um, I don't think they were available to the public. Just very cool. Mm-hmm. I see. So, I know there are many people who enjoy environmental science, like, for example, people taking apes in high school, and how they... Some of them say, like, oh, that's, like, my favorite class in high school. But they are not totally sure about how to pursue it as a career, probably because they just don't know what they want to do with that sort of degree. So what is your take on that? There are so many jobs out there that need someone with an environmental science degree. But, like, I think I, I mentioned this before, but it's good to find a focus, uh, whether it's in clean energy, um, water, uh, policy, uh, there are just so many different um, sub-topics that you can go into for environmental science. It's good to find a focus uh, as, as soon as you can. Um, but there are definitely jobs out there for uh, environmental science, anyone who's envir- interested in environmental science. Um, Out, um, any internships that are I, this is a thing for like any 
any major, but definitely seek out internships and opportunities um, because uh, typically any any even on the public and private side, they both have internships for high school students and and uh, college students, those that are still in college for their undergrad and graduate. I just found opportunities for for interns who are uh, graduate students too. So it's it's all across the board. Um, but um, what the important thing um, also is to network. Um, I've had people uh, message me on LinkedIn randomly from like UCSD asking me about like, oh, I saw that um, you used to work at um, the, the environmental consulting firm that I worked at. And she was actually not even an environmental scientist, but she wanted to get into marketing. And we do have a marketing department, so she reached out to ask about that. Um, so I think LinkedIn is very useful. Put down all of your skills that you have on LinkedIn. And this is not just for environmental science, but in general. <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of liked what you said at the very last point where... Um, this your uh, some that person was pursuing marketing, but she wanted to work at an environmental consulting agency, right? And yeah, I yeah. guess many people like I. There's a lot of people my age and me too who are environmentally aware and want to have some sort of career that uh, I. I guess I, I guess you could say career kind of part where we are doing our part to help the environment but we're not too into like the sciencey or even the management part of environmental um science mm-hmm. but like in other stuff like finance business marketing law um kind of is that a, is it environmental science field growing for that sort of i guess um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, it's they. I mean, as long as you have a basic understanding of um, environmental science, it's that you want to pursue like that other um, that EGST student that messaged me marketing. That's totally fine too. I think, but if you do want to work like at a like uh, environmental firm, there uh, some basic knowledge would be very helpful to um, land an interview. I see. <laughs> that was very that. I feel like I might consider that in the future. Mm-hmm. I hope. That's good to hear. Um. Well, that is all the questions we have today. Um. Thank you yeah. so much <laughs> for, for coming, coming on call. Yeah, coming on to this call and on our podcast, I feel like I personally learned a lot about the environmental science and management field, and helped me. I think will help me in my future. Mm-hmm. So, again, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for providing insight. I, I'm glad to hear it. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. That's the afternoon tea edition for series four. We hope you enjoyed and thank you so much for listening.